Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. And in this week's episode of the podcast, I'd like to focus on buy to flip. So buying a property, refurbishing it and selling it on for a profit. I regularly get asked at networking events and on social media about my top tips for buy to flip to make sure that you avoid mistakes and generate sufficient profit. So in this episode, what I'm going to do is go into my top seven tips of what you should be doing if you're looking at a buy to flip property. So if you're new to property and thinking of getting started with flipping, or maybe you've done a couple of flip deals, then these tips should be able to help. So tip number one is just start. Get started, right? You're not going to be perfect when you start. Everyone wants to find the perfect house on the perfect street and then hire the perfect builder who does the perfect refurb. And then you sell it via the perfect estate agent who immediately finds the perfect buyer for the perfect price. But this is not how life works. What's so important is that you don't procrastinate and worry about what should you do, when should you start. The best time to start is right now with the right knowledge, the right support and finding the average house on an average street or the worst house on an average street. But certainly if you're doing a buy to flip project, it's a property where you're going to have to be able to add value to that house. So you won't be buying the best house on the street. You're going to be buying the worst to average house on the street. Remember, you're trying to be perfect sometimes to start, but that's just not how it works. The first time that you do a buy to flip, you will make mistakes. So be aware of that upfront and move forward. You'll be much, much better on your fifth refurb than you will be on your first. Reduce the risk by educating yourself. As I said, get yourself a mentor, join venture with somebody else who's maybe done a project before. They could help you get that first one under your belt. Remember, 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. So my first tip is just get started. What are you waiting for? Now, how do you get started, though? What's the first thing you need to think about when you start? Well, that's moving us on to tip number two, which is know your numbers. Now, I said start, but you've got to start with the end in mind. So the first thing I almost always hear amateur property investors speak about when they're talking about buying a property is the asking price, right? They're saying, well, I got this property. It's on the market for this price, for X price. Well, to me, the asking price is distracting and essentially irrelevant. You see, the most important number on a buy to flip project is actually the price that you would sell the property for. So you say to yourself, okay, if I had this property and I done it up, to the standard I plan to do it up to, what would that property be worth in the current market? That's the most important thing, not the asking price, the end value. The second most important figure is your profit. And then the third is the cost of the refurb. And the least important is actually the purchase price. Now that sounds crazy, but let me explain it in a little bit more detail. You see, it's called reverse engineering the process. So first of all, you work out your sale price. Then you take away your target profit and that will leave you with the amount of money you can spend on the purchase, 
the refurb, the finance and the holding costs. Now the refurb cost is not going to change. It will cost you what it will cost you. So you want to get three builders ideally. I always recommend getting three quotes from three different building companies and get the, them to price that project up. And they will not be the same. I promise you the three quotes will be different. Don't go with the cheapest one. You don't necessarily need to go with the most expensive either. I typically would always go maybe with the middle quote, sometimes the most expensive, but very rarely, if never, the cheapest one. Because cheap does not mean valuable. Cheap means cheap. So once you've worked out the end value and you've taken away your target profit, then you've got to deduct the refurb costs and then deduct the finance costs and the holding costs. And this will automatically leave you with the number that is your maximum offer price. Now, when I say deduct the refurb costs and then deduct the finance and holding costs, I'm also including in there legal costs, stamp duty, all of your costs. So you've got your end value, take away your profit, take away all of your costs, refurb, finance, holding costs, stamp duty, legals, and this will leave you with your maximum offer price. So you've reverse engineered the process to get you to your offer price. See, the purchase price, the asking price is irrelevant. The purchase price has got to be what you work back to, the figure that you calculate, not the figure the owner wants. Now, most vendors and agents will reject your first offer. So, so make sure that you make an initial offer somewhere below your maximum offer price. I always look at maybe five to 10 grand below this number and then work up towards your final maximum offer price. And remember, never go over that price because if you do, it's going to eat into your profit. You're not going to change the finance. In fact, if you go over your worked out price, the finance will be more expensive because you'll have to borrow more money. The stamp duty will be more expensive because you're buying it at a higher price. All of the costs go up when you go above your price. The profit goes down. So here's the formula. Sale price minus profit minus refurb costs minus finance costs minus holding costs include minus the stamp duty minus the legals equals your maximum offer price. So that's tip number two. Know your numbers. Tip number three is there are plenty of houses to flip. So I often hear people say regularly that they can't find any deals. There's no good deals out there. There's no properties available. And then what happens is one person hears that from someone else and then they pass the message on to someone else and they don't even look. They, because they've heard somebody say there's no deals out there, they take that as gospel and they never bother looking for a deal. The reality is there's loads of deals out there. There's properties out there right now. They're direct to vendor. They're on Rightmove. They're on Zoopla. They're on On The Market. There are loads of different places where you can get property deals. They're on social media. They're all around you. Just don't waste your time surfing Rightmove instead of putting together a proper marketing campaign. There are loads of deals out there. You're not looking for deals that are 25% below the asking price. You're looking for 20 to 25% profit margin off your sale price. And I see so many people make this mistake. They see a house on the market for an asking price and they're trying to knock 20, 25% off that price. That's not the most important price, remember. The most important price is your end value price. I have often bought deals 
at or over the asking price that still make money as the properties are cosmetically distressed. So I'm adding value to that property. But now, how do you find these deals? Well, marketing is the key to finding great flip deals. People may be moving abroad. They may be retiring. They could be upsizing. They could be downsizing. It could be probate properties. The list goes on. All the time that they've got these properties, there always has been property deals out there. There always will be. People are always retiring. They're always moving abroad. They're always upsizing and downsizing. These things don't just happen in certain markets. They happen in every market. There are also hundreds of thousands of empty properties across the UK in every town and every city in the country. No matter how big the town, how big the city, how small the town, how small the city, there is deals out there. The thing is, you need to get out and market yourself. Go out and get the deals. Don't wait for them to come to you. It's like fishing. You got to put your fishing rod out there. They are out there. The deals are out there. It's you that need to get out there to find them. So that's number three. Plenty of deals out there. So tip number four, you can flip houses with no money. Now, I've written the book, No Money Down Property Investing, and I've taught an awful lot of people in the UK, hundreds of people, how they to do creative property investment deals. Yet I still hear people say that they need money for a property. They're saving up a deposit to buy a house. All the time you're waiting, saving up a deposit to buy a house, you're using and losing your biggest resource, time. To get started flipping houses, you do not need your own money. You can use other people's money. You can do things like assisted sales where you could join Fincher with the homeowner. There's so many creative ways. You could do exchange with delayed completions. You could do assist. You could do option agreements. Lots of different stuff. Many people I know did just that. Used creative property investment strategies. The thing is, those of you that are trying to save up a deposit to buy a house, right, unfortunately, most people don't have hundreds of thousands of pounds lying around to be able to buy a house. You need to think of other ways to raise the money to get the property to begin with. So loads of different creative ways that you can do this. You got to look at no money down investing. No money down does not mean no money is needed. It means none of your money is needed. You should be assessing your professional and financial resources. And if you know how much you already have or you are willing to invest, then that's a very good place to start. But after that, you likely need to find investors. So when you talk, when I talk about professional resources, then not just your funding, but what about your your access to other people, the people you work with, your family, the neighbours, the people down the social clubs, the networking events you can attend, business events, property events, and get around like-minded people. They will buy into your deals. The great thing about when you actually start to look to raise money for property deals, investors are everywhere all around you. They could be your solicitor, your dentist, your next door neighbor, your family member. But I've met most of my investors at property events. I didn't, I didn't go to my family. My family didn't know anything about property. They didn't have the funds to invest in me in property. And I often hear people say family's the starting point. For me, it was total strangers at networking events. If you've never attended a property investment event and you're wondering why you are not raising money, then maybe the answer is pretty simple. Maybe you need to get around like-minded people. You need to go where the money goes. Nobody will come knocking on your door offering you money if you are not out there letting people know what your vision is. 
The bottom line is money is everywhere, right? The government printed a trillion pounds in 2020. Money is everywhere. You just need to get out and find it. So that's tip number four. You can flip houses with none of your own money. Let's move on to tip number five. You need to build a power team. You can't do property alone, right? I've tried it and it just doesn't work. You have got to build a power team. So who do you need on your power team? Well, just a few to think about. A really short list would be people like estate agents, private money lenders, builders, plumbers, electricians, cleaners, insurance agents, solicitors, mortgage brokers, and a mentor. All of these people have areas of speciality that you can tap into. In other words, you don't need to know it all. Tap into other people's knowledge and expertise, and when you do, that will help you along to achieving your goals. If you're trying to do everything by yourself, that's another reason why maybe you've not got moving yet. The reality is it's impossible to do it by yourself. You've got to let things go. So tip number six is speed. You've got to move quickly with buy to flip. Speed gives you bigger profits. In house flipping, time is of the essence, right? The faster you can purchase the property, refurbish the property and then sell the property, the more you're going to make. It's common sense, right? The quicker you get it and the quicker you sell it, the less holding costs you've got, the less finance costs you've got, then you're going to make more profit. If you hold on to that property too long, then all of these costs will start to increase and they will cut into your profits massively. So for most of our flip projects, we use a six month time frame. And so six months is the maximum. We're looking to get it bought refurbished so bought within about four weeks of the offer refurbished between four to 12 weeks of the offer and gone back into the market and sold within the six month period now that will be dependent on the type of property refurb you're doing that's based on a cosmetic refurb now when i talk about cosmetic refurbs it's kitchens bathrooms paint and decorate new carpets new kitchen and just basic refurbs what you don't be doing in a buy to flip scenario is taking roofs off houses, doing massive extensions, taking on structural problems, fire damaged, these types of properties. You can do those when you've got experience. But if you're starting out, why not just start out with a simple cosmetic refurbishment? The bigger projects will obviously take longer than six months. So you're going to need a bigger budget and work out your time frame. Really important when we talk about speed is do not be over optimistic. I see this as a really big newbie mistake where they look at a project, somebody and they go, okay, I can get this done in four to six months. Reality is no chance they're going to get it done in the four to six months. They wait until they've got the keys before they bring the builders around. The builders come around and they say they'll give them a price, but it's going to be three months before they can even start. Their six month budget's already blown their time frame. So important that when you're viewing a house, before you've even completed it, as soon as you've had your offer accepted, you want to be asking for keys from the agents to get in there or from the vendor so you can get your builder around to get a quote, get a price for you and get a date in the diary for them to start. You want that builder starting the day you complete. If the builder, if you're going to complete in four weeks, the builder's not available for six, get your solicitor to delay the purchase by a couple of weeks. That house sitting empty for two weeks, eating into your finance costs is not helping you. I want my builders in the property the day or the day after we get the keys. 
What happens as well when you put a builder in late to a project and you know the time frame's tight and your funding is tight? You start pushing the builder. You push the builder to get the job done, they will cut corners. You do not want your builders cutting corners. They've got to do the proper project at the right pace, right? Not too quickly, not too slow, and definitely not cut corners. When you're doing a buy to flip project, you've got to do everything you possibly can to create value for the new homeowner. Remember, this is somebody who's buying the property, not a tenant. Quite often a tenant, they'll accept a lower standard. It's still clean, tidy, nice kitchens, nice bathroom, and you know, no damp, etc. A nice home. But with a buy to flip, you're going to put in maybe a more expensive kitchen, more expensive flooring. You're going to Spend a little bit extra on certain parts of the property to make it pop and make the vendor or the new potential buyer fall in love with that property. Also, if you do a really high standard flip project, the owner, the people that buys the property off you, they're going to be telling other people about the quality of the finish. That will spread your reputation in a positive way and increase your business growth in your local community. So that's tip number six, speed of refurb. Tip number seven, don't do the work yourself. When we flip houses, we use contractors. Many new house flippers like to do the work themselves. But if you are anything like me, this will mean it will take 10 times longer to do the work and the quality will not even be half as good as if you were to use a professional builder to do the work. And remember, Rule number six is all about speed. If it's going to take you 10 times longer, it's going to eat into your profits massively. Don't be penny wise and pound foolish. Make sure you give a clear schedule of work to your builders. So get out of the project, work on the business, not in the business. Get your three quotes from your builders. Choose the builder that's going to deliver the project for you. Give them a clear schedule of work so they know exactly what they're doing. And then you check them and check their work on a regular basis, hold a weekly meeting, pop into site on a few different occasions during the week to make sure it's running to plan. One of the big challenges I see with people when they hire a builder is they have a chat with the builder, the builder gives the price and later on they start adding on extras and extras and extras and this is because there wasn't a clear schedule of work. You want to make sure everything is detailed down to the last screw everything written down on the schedule of work and you make sure that in that property as well because builders you know i know a lot of builders and what they'll do is they'll say oh i didn't know that was the feature wall you want to paint it i thought it was the other wall so one tip that we do is we put notes on every room so each room of the property will go around with the builder but then we will do a little floor pan of that room and we'll stick a note up on the side of the wall of the room with the list of items that need to be done in that room detailing exactly what part so the builder can turn around afterwards and say oh I thought it was the other room or I thought it was the other wall they put I've seen horror stories where people have said builders have put radiators on the wrong walls or they've hung the door in the wrong angle loads of different stuff like this and that's because there was no clear instruction you cannot blame the builder if there's not been a clear instruction remember this is your business and it's all about communication so that's my seven tips of doing buy to flip properties so let's run them through them quickly again number one is start get started don't be waiting get the right support get the right knowledge get the right education and get started 
right? Time is of the essence. Time waits for nobody. Tip two is know your numbers. Remember, start with the end in mind. Tip three is there is plenty of houses out there. Don't be listening to people saying there's no deals out there. There's deals absolutely everywhere. Tip number four is you can flip houses with none of your own money. There's loads of ways that you can create funds to do property deals. You do not need your own money. You need knowledge. Tip number five is build your power team. So get the right people around you, build your power team. That will be key to scaling your business long term. Tip number six is speed. Buy to flip, you gotta move quickly, but not quickly where you cut corners. Just get this process set up where you put your offer in, you know your completion date, you've had the builders in before you complete, they've lined up your price, you've got your schedule of work, They are starting the day you get the keys and then as soon as they're ready, you've got that property up on the market ready to sell. You've had agents coming round before it has been fully finished. Have the conversations with them. Let them know it's heading for the marketplace. Speed, speed, speed. And finally, tip number seven, don't do the work yourself or don't do all the work yourself. Hire contractors. You need to be working on your business and not in your business. So there's seven tips on buy to flip property. I hope you found that valuable. Remember, the podcast is out every Tuesday. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you're subscribed. Also, make sure you check out the Progressive Property YouTube channel. We've got lots of new content in there every single week. Various different property deals, lots of knowledge on property investing. And head over to the Progressive Property Facebook community. Lots of valuable content in there as well. Over 37,000 people now, active property investors sharing their property investment journey. And should you ever come to a Progressive Property Networking event or education event in Peterborough, then make sure you come and say hi, should I be there, and let me know what you think of the podcast. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonnell. And you've been amazing. See you next time.